Hello and welcome to another edition of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes, and we're going to be recapping the Penguins' very disappointing 4-1 loss to the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Um, I figured I would do an episode after the game as opposed to before the game since I previewed the game yesterday. And I'll also touch on um, the tribute to Mike Lang, um, very big childhood hero of mine, um, was one of the biggest reasons I actually got into hockey um, along with my family. So I'll get into that, but... Uh, first off, of course, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Uh, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Um, all that good stuff, of course. But um, tonight, the Penguins uh, opened the scoring one uh, nothing. Twenty uh, about thirty seconds in, Sidney Crosby, very nice goal from Jake Gensel, gorgeous pass right across the streets in a Crosby slandered home. Uh, first thirty seconds were great. Uh, Penguins were playing pretty good. Then after that. Yeesh! Uh, what a what a giant step down, a massive step back of a performance for the Penguins tonight to fall to one and two on this young season. And it, none of this was pretty. Um, the Penguins' defensive coverage was absolutely abysmal. I even tweeted during the game. I said, I mean, basically, I said, you know, after cleaning up their defensive misuse against Columbus, the Penguins basically said, you know what? Screw that. Let's go back to how we played against Buffalo. And, and to be honest, to be honest, you could probably make a case for it being worse. Um, the, the defensive miscues were were all over the ice. No one was picking up their man. They couldn't even get the puck out of their own zan, uh, or their own end. Excuse me. Um, they're lucky this game honestly wasn't six or seven to one. Um, I know Matt Murray did not have a good night. We'll get to him in a little bit, but. There was one uh, sequence in the game. Chris Letang was just trying to regularly skate it out of the zone, and he like misskated or like misplayed the puck. And Winnipeg had a gore. Winnipeg had a shot, and I, I can't remember who the Winnipeg player was. Um, I, I can probably go on. Tw- I can probably tw- uh, tweet it, uh, look it up. But um, if Matt, um, one of the reporters has it. Um, he like he hit the crossbar. <laughs> they were lucky. It didn't. It was. It wasn't that bad, right? It wasn't it worse because it was just. Yeah, it was J- Jack uh, Ruslovich rings it off the right post. This was in the um, the first period, um, right before the intermission. So yeah, it was just that kind of night. The Penguins, the defensive zone coverage was awful. Um, I saw a tweet um, about came out about uh, thirty minutes ago. By the time I'm recording right now, um, Jesse Marshall of the Athletic, um, great friend of mine, g- great writer, even better person, uh, tweeted out a uh, clip of the Penguins' uh, defensive effort uh, on Winnipeg's third goal. Uh, in, and he's right; the entire all five skaters on the ice were just puck watching Winnipeg down low. Uh, none of them were even attempting to almost make a play on puck uh, at time. Yeah, at the time when it was down low, no. All five of them were just watching it, and then Pullman was entirely, like Jesse said, unaccounted for, and Matt Murray um, lets one squeak by. I think that was one of the goals that he should have brought back, but like th- that was just not the Penguins that we saw against the Blue Jackets. That was, I, I'd say, like I said, that's probably a lot worse than the Buffalo game, but um I just I, I don't understand why that happened. I don't know why they came out playing like this. Um, this is, this, I know it's the opening of the season, but you know what? That's those plays are just, that's unacceptable because, you know, like, especially after coming off such a great win against the Blue Jackets where there was a complete domination, they, they cleaned up their mistakes. There weren't many turnovers. There weren't many odd man rushes. Um, 
uh, and speaking of an odd man rush, um, poor Zach Aston Reese. I mean, I, I don't know what he was doing on Winnipeg's. Uh, this was their second goal for uh, Nikolai Ehlers, their second or third goal. And no, no, it wasn't their third goal, second goal. My apologies. And Aston Reese just gives the puck away to Ehlers. He's trying to go to the center of the ice and not play it up the boards for whatever reason. No idea why. And he just. He just turned the puck over, and Matt, Matt Murray. He Matt Murray did not even move on that on that shot. He just stood there. I mean, because the Ehlers just lasered it right past his glove hand. I know people on Twitter are like, "Oh well, you know that's a glove hand." It's like, like that goalie. Well, that goal wasn't getting saved by probably any goaltender. Uh, I, I know you know, kind of stood still like a statue, but that's just a hell of a shot. I mean, let, let's be real with ourselves. Uh, that was a pretty nice shot there. Um, um, for these, um, for going back to these miscues, I, I don't think, you know, if you're trying to blame someone, this isn't on Mike Sullivan, I don't think, uh, like, it's, it's like the Penguins, like, have these games where they, like, just don't care defensively. I don't know what it is, and then there's other games, like the Blue Jackets game, or, like, other games, like, last season, where they'll just, like, be so tightened up defensively, not never missing an assignment, and then there'll be games like this, what we saw tonight in Buffalo, where like they just don't play defense. They, they they're slow in their own end. They can't get the puck up the ice. They they can't generate offensive scoring chances. They're hemmed in their own zone, and it's just it's bad hockey. It's a bad product, and I don't I, I don't know what it is. I mean, we saw Evgeny Malkin before he got hurt had some harsh words um, after the first loss when this when what happened was very similar. Um, could we see similar comments from another player? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'd be more surprised. I mean, I'd be less surprised if it was Sullivan because Sullivan has um, this season already been pretty uh, pissed off. I think with the team, especially at practice, making them you know carry the puck up the ice on the power play, um, practice two on ones. I mean, he's got to be pretty miffed about this, that this keeps happening um, because it's been happening since last season, and I don't know. What the fix is, I, I, I think Mike Sullivan is one of the best head coaches in hockey. I mean, I'll die on that hill, but it, it for some reason they just don't listen to him sometimes, and it's just it's maddening. Like I don't, I don't understand. But um, I guess we can go trans. Uh, tr- I guess go into Matt Murray a little bit. Um, obviously, not a good night for him. Um, a couple, the first goal leaked past him. I thought he should have had that. Second goal, like I said, from Ehlers, uh, no chance. Uh, that was way more on Aston Reese. Um, but of course, the defense didn't help him. I mean, they were forcing him to try to make every save. The third goal, though, he should have had. Uh, that Tucker Pullman shot, um, he was squared up to the shooter. No screen in front of him. I will say on the second goal, also to defend Murray there, he was screened, I think, by Pedersen. So, I mean, of course, that's probably one of the reasons that he, that he did not move. But, um, like I said, the third goal. I mean, he, he, you gotta, you gotta have that one. I think um, it kind of squeaks past you. Fourth goal. That goal was just weird. That was a weird goal because it looked like the play should have been blown dead. I don't know how the ref saw it in front of all those people. Um, I guess he has eyes in the back of his head. Um, I think Murray has to do a little bit of a better job of uh, tracking the puck there. I think he got it lost a little bit. I still think the whistle, whistle should have been blown dead, um, in my opinion. But uh, I really wouldn't blame that goal too much on him. Um, the reason why the game most score wasn't 5-1 to one was because Andy Saucier, the Penguins video coach, is a god with offside challenges. Uh, remember the 2016 uh, Game 6 with Jonathan Druin? Yep, I think everyone does. 
And, of course, the Nashville series the next year, yep, everyone does. He is a uh, very underappreciated uh, Penguins um, staffer, and he, he I don't think he ever misses an offsides challenge. Uh, he's... He's very good at what he does. Uh, I guess that's one pop, maybe a little bit of a positive to take away from this game. Um, so, so yeah, um, just not a good performance from the Penguins at all tonight. A four-one loss. Um, they're back in action, coming up against the Anaheim Ducks to try to get back to five hundred. Um, but yeah, for the three games, two of their three games, they've had the same issues plaguing last season. Um, it was reported tonight uh, by Bob McKenzie that the Penguins are trying to still make a trade for one of their defensemen to maybe bring in some short-term forward help. Getty Malkin and Nick Bukestad are expected to be out four to six weeks. We'll see what happens with that. And yeah, it's just, like I said, just not a good, um, not a good performance at all. Um, if you're looking to um, get some potential some tickets, uh, look no forward. Uh, look no forward than Vivid Seats. It's an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans of, of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person, earning credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app via the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program. They offer great prices and an easy purchasing experience, as well as an in-app loyalty program, Vivid Seats Rewards. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program and will enjoy credits on all of their purchases as part of Vivid Seats Rewards. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. All right, so um, I think um, another part of this game, I know we'll probably go back to, uh, just to, just to uh, follow up a little about this game. More injuries, guys. If you thought the Penguins injury bug would stay away for the season, uh, guess what? You're wrong because um, it's back. Uh, Patrick Hornquist exited the game. It looked like he took a puck uh, up high or he took a stick up high. It was one of those two, I believe. Um, he looked like he was coming back at the end of the first period. He sat on the bench. He took a couple laps around the ice, and then he said, see ya, because it looks like he is a little bit hurt. Um, have we had an update from Mike Sullivan yet? Uh, let me check to make – let me check real quick as I'm recording. Uh, no update from Mike Sullivan yet. I'm sure he's just going to say he's being evaluated. Uh, st typical procedure with him, maybe lower body injury, upper body. Um, but we never really get any um, – injury updates from Mike Sullivan because um, that's just the way he is. Uh, it, it took Darren Dreger yesterday to finally tweet out the Malkin injury. So someone inside the Penguins organization leaked it. And of course, I need to stop having my uh, messages up. Okay, this should be better now that I muted it. I have actually remembered to mute it during the broadcast. Anyways, um, like I said, um, Sullivan, yeah, not, he really won't uh, disclose an injury. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll get another, um, insider report, uh, about, uh, this injury because I mean, Bob McKenzie, finally, I mean, he, he tweeted during, um, he talked about on insider training that Bukestad will miss four weeks. So someone obviously leaked the Bukestad injury to him in the organization. I wished, uh, Sullivan would be a little more transparent with injuries, but I mean, I guess beggars can't be choosers with that. Uh, Jake Ensel also left the game for a little bit. I uh, was it Jake Ensel? No, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, I believe it was Jake Ensel. I, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta like start writing these down because this is like really, 
Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was really annoying. Jake Ensley, yeah, he missed one shift. Um, it looks like a pair of, also, Zach Aston Reese has a chipped tooth and a fat lift after getting hit in the mouth by a puck during the second period. Hopefully he's okay. Uh, Jake Gensel, though, um, looks like they survived a scare with him. He cannot go down because he's obviously one of their best players. But, yeah, everyone, the Penguins injury bug. Uh, so now that makes it Hornquist, Bukestad, and Malkin, her, and Brian Rust. I can't believe I keep forgetting about Brian Rust. Um, yeah, so the Penguins could be potentially without if this, hopefully the Hornquist injury is not serious, but if it is, they could be without four of their top nine forwards going into next game. Three games into this 2019-20 season. Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I just, I, it's just every season, you know, no matter, no matter what happens. I talked about it yesterday. I've talked about it so many times. The Penguins injury bug. You could, you could honestly write a novel about the Penguins injury bug over the years since they won their Stanley Cup in 2009 and then going into their Stanley Cups um, in 2016-2017. Um, uh, just even mostly just before those years because some of the injuries that they have went through of course like the Crosby concussions and I mean that's obviously a little bit different but um, some of the, the knee injuries Malkin had um, I mean I mean, for God's sakes, they made the playoffs one season without Crosby and Malkin uh, and lost to Tampa in seven games. So um, you can honestly just write a book about that. But um, I guess uh, going into a little bit uh, of another segment I guess I want to talk about from the game tonight is uh, Eric Goodbranson. Uh, not a good night for him. He looked very slow all game. Um, definitely not living up to that 19-game stint that he had last season where he was just um, – out otherworldly, I would say, for the Penguins. Um, Bob McKenzie said um, that he the Penguins could potentially trade him or Jack Johnson. It would not be surprised me if they did one or the other because um, he's kind of he's kind of regressing to what um, uh, he had last year. I mean, well, I mean, his first his second his last game wasn't like too too bad, but also I think. I think maybe part of that tonight was also because they they dressed seven defensemen. John Reno made his debut. Definitely did not see that coming. I did not think they would do 11 forwards, seven defensemen. I know Mike Sullivan in the past has said, no, 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 I, I hate doing that. But then he did tonight. I guess he thought um, Agozino was not um, ready to play for some, for some reason. I guess he wanted John Reno to get in the game. When I saw that Marino was going to get in for the game, I thought, oh, maybe Johnson or Goodbrands is going to get stretched. But nope, they went 11 forward, 7 defensemen. Um, if you're asking me, I don't think that they're probably going to do that the next game. Uh, like I said, Sullivan's not a big fan of it. Um, they, they, he's just, he never has been. I mean, he's talked about it post-game, pre-game. Like that. Like, he obviously says it's an option, but I think it's probably like one of his last resorts. But um, I remember uh, on the first goal tonight, uh, I mean, Goodbranson just got owned by Shifley on the first Jets goal. Um I mean, it, it, like, that was obviously a self-inflicted goal. But honestly, like, um, a lot of the goals tonight were just self-inflicted. He he didn't help. Um, just most of the defensemen tonight were not good. J Justin Schultz, that's not good. Uh, his his play so far this season ain't gonna cut it. Um, he needs to have a be he needs to have a much better season. He's, I mean, I know there he had the Jack Johnson excuse for a little bit last season. He also had the broken ankle. Um, for uh, for a little most of last season, which hindered his ability to play. But you know what? You're getting top four minutes now with Marcus Pedersen. Um, there's really mm, no more excuses for him. He's fully healthy. 
Uh, you're playing with a partner who is, I think, deserves to play in the top four. They need to see what he has in, they have in Pedersen. Splitting them up, I think, will just hurt Schultz even more. I don't think you can really put anyone else with him. You're not going to put Jock Johnson with him. That's just, that obviously, that'll hurt him. Eric Advanson, the same thing. Musa um, Regal, I don't think he's ready for top four minutes yet. John Marino, not ready for top four minutes. Uh, you have to play Pedersen with Schultz. And Justin, it's time. Um, I know it's three games, but you know what, buddy? You're coming off. You're coming off a fully off season where you trained hard. It's time to get into gear. It's a contract year. And uh, yeah, the Penguins need better from Justin Schultz because um, he's not too far. I mean, he's not too far off from a great season with the Penguins in 2017 where he put up uh, 50 points uh, for the, for Pittsburgh. But um, just overall, I mean, I, I mean, I guess I mean I don't want to pick on a good Branson too much. I mean, Jack Johnson tonight. I mean. I didn't really think he was bad. He actually, I mean, he actually, uh, not going to lie, I'm not going to crap on him for this. He had a nice defensive play on a three-on-two. He got back um, in his own zone. It looked like the Jets were going to potentially score. It looked like a three-on-one for a lot of it. But Johnson got back, credit to him, and he prevented the scoring chance. So uh, I will praise Jack Johnson for that. Uh, His play so far this season has been... Better, I'd say maybe better to start the season than last season. But you know what? Um, not a high bar to cross, fellas. Um, it's pretty. Uh, it's not. It's not a. It's not a big bar here to, to cross. But uh, you know, we'll see how long Jack Johnson's even a penguin for. So, uh, yeah, just not, not. Like I said, like I've been saying all episode, not not a good night at all. So, but hopefully for Good Branson, you know they they. they to ditch this seven pairing, uh, seven defenseman garbage. I, I I don't really like it either. I think it's just like I know you have an extra defenseman, but like you're you're down a forward. Like I don't like mixing these the forward lines. I I would rather just have twelve forwards in the lineup. I know there's injuries. Six defensemen and a goalie. Like that's just that's how I do it. Um, I'm sh- hopefully Sullivan will go back to that. Um, for the next game, and hopefully people, uh, the players will get back on track as the Ducks will come to town, and John Gibson, who is a top-five goaltender, we will get to that in a little bit. Um, one thing I also wanted to get into tonight was uh, Mike Ryan. Uh, the Penguins honored him tonight with an amazing pregame celebration. His 40, I think it was their 40, he was 45th uh, year calling the games for the Penguins, and uh, wow, uh, <laughs> what an honor for him. Um, I, I tweeted this before the game. Uh, I don't know uh, if you guys didn't see, of course, follow my Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Um, I remember I, we, my family and I, we took a trip to Pittsburgh. Uh, I was only about seven, eight years old. We went to this place up on Mount Washington. Um, I'm trying to remember the restaurant that it was. Uh, yeah, now I do. Yeah, now I do. The Georgetown and It used to be up there. They closed it down. I was like a childhood restaurant. I'd always go there with my family, my friend, um, just a bunch of my family, like my grandparents, a couple of my aunts and uncles, my mom, my uh, my dad, my sister. And I remember they had the Penguin game on there. This was about 2005. So right, like I said, seven, eight years old. And I was hearing the announcer. I think this was yeah, this was before Paul Staggerwald um, came on TV he repl- he, before he replaced him. And I heard him. I was like, and I went to my mom because she had gotten me into hockey a little bit. I turned to my mom. I said, mom, who is this? And she just gasped at me. She's like, what? I'm like, what? She goes, that's Mike Lang. So she pulls out her, um, she, when we get home, she pulls out her computer at the time. And she says, hey, it's Hunter. Watch these videos. I said, I remember I was like a little kid. I was like, what? I was like, okay. 
I, when I heard Mike Lang, it's like, slap me silly, like get in the fast lane, grandma, Elvis has just left the building. I, I was hooked. Like that, that, that made me fall in love with this game and this team so much more. It was, it was just, it was awesome. And, um, He's one of the best announcers, not just in hockey. He's, he's obviously one of the top five best announcers in hockey. I'd honestly put him at my top three, probably close to number one. He's one of the best announcers in all sports. Uh, the way he calls the game, he sees the game, his his catch, his phrases that he uses when he's calling it, it's it's the best. And I, I he's... What he's an amazing person. Um, I've just read so much about him that says he's just a great person. He's had a hell of a career, and I know like he's not doing as many road games now because of his travel and he was sick a lot last year. But you know what? I hope he keeps going forever. Um, when I can't watch the game, I will turn and the games at home. Um, I will turn on the game and I will turn on the radio and I will listen to him. And um, it just it does not get old when he's when he when he does does his signature. Uh, he, uh, his signature, his signature goal call. And, um, I'm not going to imitate it because that would be a little, uh, disrespectful to him. Um, I want to believe that to him, but, um, Mike Lang, um, I think I speak for all of Pe uh, Penguins, uh, Twitter, Penguins fans. I love you. We all love you. Keep going forever. Um, he, he taught me, I mean, I think he definitely taught me so much about the game, um, and I'm just, I'm so thankful that he's been the voice of the Penguins for almost 50 years. And uh, he probably belongs on the Mount Rushmore of Pittsburgh sports. Um, I know maybe, I don't think that's hopefully too much a hot of a take. I know Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Yager, Lemieux, uh, Clemente, uh, it could be up there. Big Ben, obviously, um, Mean Joe, Troy. But um, I, I mean, even though he's an announcer, um, he's... He's one of the biggest reasons I think a lot of people are Penguins fans. I mean, I know he is for me. He's absolutely spectacular, and um, his speech tonight was it was it was something. And um, I just wanted to take a segment to uh, just share my thoughts on Mike Lang. Um, the day that I will say though, just to wrap this up, the day that he calls this quits is going to be a day that will be very emotional. I think for. Um, not just me, I don't think, but a lot of Penguins fans just because, like, he, like I said, he made so many people fall in love with the sport and he taught so many people, like, about the game and, like, how it's played and just, just to, just to, like, all, all, like always, like, when you listen to him, him broadcast the game, you're always in a good mood, no matter if the team is getting blown out, um, no matter what. And, you know, Mike Lang, you're one of a kind, you're a national treasure, keep up the great work, man, because, um... You're, you're spectacular. But um, this wraps up uh, this edition of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Um, not a good a night for the Penguins. 4-1 loss to Winnipeg Jets. They will be back in action, like I said, on Thursday against the Anaheim Ducks and John Gibson. Um, and there will be another episode coming uh, tomorrow. I will be previewing the game against the Ducks. And we'll probably have a couple other segments in there besides the game preview. All right, guys. Till next time.